Welcome to the Divorce Angel Podcast and thank you for joining us. Get ready to uncover the strategies everyone can implement for successful separation and divorce. This will save you valuable time, money and emotions while learning the secrets to your happy ever after. And now your host, my wife, Tanya Summerton. week. It's um, It's been a long week for me, as usual, trying to start some new processes and procedures to streamline our clients' um, journeys for them and make things so much easier. You know, today with the technology that we have, we live in such an amazing world. There's, there's new ways to get disclosure from clients, which just makes their life easier, makes the, the life of the lawyer easier. And that's what my job is all about. If I can streamline whatever it is for the client, for the lawyer, for everyone involved, it keeps costs down and it makes everyone's life happy. And that's truly what, you know, what I'm trying to achieve. I just want this whole process of separation and divorce to be as streamlined, as efficient, as quick as possible so people can move on with their life. And in the coming weeks, I'm going to be doing some podcasts on inaction. And for me, inaction is something that I see as a big problem. And I will dive into that a little bit deeper next week and the week after. But for this week's podcast, I wanted to go over what I've spoken about in the last five weeks. So on week, I think episode 24, I talked about victim. On episode 25, I talked about overwhelm. 26 was acceptance. 27 was focused. And last week was victim, a victor. I thought I'd bring it all together in this podcast and explain why it is so important that we go through each and every one of these steps. And it's funny because I've witnessed it myself. I've seen people that have gone and tried to do this alone and they've missed one of the pieces and all of a sudden something's happened and They've all, you know, I I referred to it in a previous podcast as like a game of snakes and ladders. And all of a sudden something hasn't been completed and they slide all the way back again. And you just, you know, you don't want that. You don't want to all of a sudden feel like I'm getting somewhere, life's improving, and then something happens or occurs and we go all the way back to the start. Like it's feel like you've wasted time, you've wasted money, energy, And there's so much on the table. And I've also talked about this before. Time is something that we only have a limited amount of. Whether we like it or not, we might sit here today and think that we've got so much time. But if you ever talk to anyone in an old aged home or, you know, a retirement village, they will say, where did the time go? Like it's just disappeared. So we might feel right now that we've got plenty of time, but I promise you that the busier we get in life, the longer we don't do anything, when we look back, it just it just disappears. So we cannot waste one more minute of our life. We can't make mistakes. We need to get everything right. And look, if we do make mistakes, we need to learn from them and make sure that we don't make them again. And I'm certainly not perfect. I I make plenty of mistakes, don't get me wrong, but I've learnt 
over the last probably decade what to do with those mistakes, not to sit there anymore and dwell on them, how to turn you know the negative into a positive. And it might sound a bit cliche, but it's certainly how I now I choose to live my life. Oh, well, that's what's happened. There's nothing I can do about it. I can't live in the past. Let's just move on. So going back over the last, you know, five podcasts that I've spoken about, let's try and bring it all together this week. When you're a victim, and as I explained, I'm talking about a victim of circumstance. So I don't know your personal situation. I don't know what you're going through. So this is very generalized. Whether we like it or not, we are all victim. And people don't like that word. They don't like to consider themselves as a victim. And when I speak to them, they'll say, no, no, I'm not a victim. This is my choice. I chose to do this. So I'm happy to to move forward. But we, without a shadow of a doubt, are all victims of our circumstance. How did we find ourselves here? How did we get here? And it can be we're a victim of our choices and who we chose to marry or got into a relationship. You know, we did that. It was our active steps and whether it be marriage or whatever the case may be that helped us or got us to where we are today. So when I talk victim, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when we're a victim, everything is all so consuming. Everything is... How did I get here? What am I going to do with the children or the the finances? What are my next steps? And we feel like this just isn't fair. This isn't okay. How do I fix it? And we're searching for the answers. But when we're in victim mode, in a lot of cases, we're just everything we're talking about or thinking about or even living from a day-to-day perspective is all related to our past and what we're trying to fix. So we're ever thinking about what it was that went wrong. Our thoughts are about why we need to move on. We're often thinking about he or she said this, she did this, because we're looking for reasons why the relationship didn't work or didn't last. We're looking for that confirmation that we're making the right decisions on leaving or we're not the one that's leaving we're, and we've been told that the relationship's over. We're looking for evidence to prove that the relationship's over or we're looking for evidence to prove that maybe it's not over and our partner might change. And I see this a lot. So I see people that know that things aren't right, know that they've got to do something about it, but are living in hope that their partner might change and they see these glimpses of who they really could be and who they want them to be and they just hope that this good period will continue on and I I truly hope that in those cases it's really important to make sure that we we get marriage guidance or support for our relationship and we try and improve it because no one wants to go through a divorce unless there's no other options because as we all know you know for a period of time the grass is not greener on the other side so when we're a victim we are always thinking about the past and everything is all consuming 
Once we've accepted that, we move into the next part, which is overwhelm. On episode 25, I talked in depth about overwhelm. So when we're in overwhelm, we're still attached to the past. We're still thinking about what happened, how we built our relationship, all of the other things involved, you know, it can be friends, family, it can be the the children, and we're starting to prepare for what needs to happen. So we've we're still not a hundred percent accepting accepting of where we're going, but I think overall our body is telling us that we need to start being prepared, that things aren't going to change. And there's probably signs that, you know, if I don't do something about this, no one is. And I often hear people say, well, I've done everything. I'm not trying any harder. It's not my job. I want to see my partner do some things to to make some change. But if you consider that we've moved from victim and we've moved into overwhelm, we really are We've put steps in place. We've probably had a conversation to say our marriage is over or our partner said that to us that this isn't working. We need to find some answers. We need to move on. And you probably have this feeling in your gut of feeling sick or feeling of, um, of butterflies because that's how you know that you're alive. Those feelings in your gut are telling you that you've got something that you're trying to either fight for or fight towards. When we're in overwhelm, we need to move into that preparation, the preparation mode. And that is starting to think about what does our future look like? Where are we going to live? Preparing ourselves for what the future could be. And If we go straight from victim into the next stage after overwhelm, which is acceptance, and we don't become prepared, what happens is we'll slide all the way back to victim. And, you know, it's hard because while I'm I'm talking about this, you probably in your mind can't see the steps over and over again. it's, It's evident that this is what people go through. Once we move out of overwhelm, we then... We move into acceptance. Acceptance is where there's nothing we can do about it. It is what it is. When we're in acceptance, though, what happens in a lot of cases is we start to plan and we're actively going out and looking for solutions to our problems. We're opened to the possibility of what our future could look like. And before, when we were in overwhelm, we were just attached to everything. We were attached to this is what my future looks like. This is the dreams and the hopes and the aspirations that we had as a couple. But when we're in planning or acceptance planning and and looking at it actively, we are open to any possibility. It's when, you know, life could be whatever we want it to be, but we need to move from overwhelm into acceptance. Then after acceptance is focus and focus is where we are laser focused on what our future could be like. We're we're so in our body, we know that everything can be better, that we are strong enough. We're looking for ways to support our decisions. And to do that, we start to protect ourselves more. So you know, we've certainly, by this stage, 
we've got our lawyer, we've spoken to our financial advisor because we've done a lot of that in the planning stage when we're in acceptance. So we've, we know exactly what it is that we have to do and how we do it. And, you know, then how do we protect our future? What does that look like? And when we're in the focus stage, we're quite agile. So we're prepared to change our mind. You know, nothing is set in stone. But if you think about when you're in a relationship, everything is pretty concrete. You know, when we're considering, well, we're back in the overwhelm and we're talking about being attached, we are just so attached to every decision we've made. We're attached to our dreams. But when we're in focus, we're agile. We're happy to think about any possibility. We're open to any possibility. And it's normally at this stage that some amazing things can happen for my clients. It's at this stage that um, something will just step in front of them. It could be like an opportunity for a new job that they would never, ever have taken previously because, as I said, their life was cemented with decisions that the couple had made. But at this focus and agile stage, opportunities normally arise, which would never, ever have taken place. And it's sort of like, you know, you get to the end of a crossroads and it's your decision. You can go any way you want to go. The choice is yours. And that's what's so amazing when we're in that focus stage because we can focus on whatever it is we want to do, wherever we want to go, whoever we want to do it with. And the opportunities are, geez, they're amazing. It's important to make sure that before we move into the focus stage that we've fully accepted everything. We've accepted that this is now our life. We've accepted that it's um, not going to change anymore. Our marriage or our relationship has ended. Now, in when I'm talking about that, it does not mean that it has to be bad. You can be accepting that the relationship is over, but you also are prepared to focus on it being a really, really positive relationship moving forward. So hopefully you can start to see how all of these pieces fit together. After focus, and you know, we've we've moved from focus and, and along that line is obviously being protected and, and agile in our decision making, we move into being a victor. And I have this picture in my mind. It's got you've got your hands up in the air you're pumping the air and it's not that you're a victor that you've ripped your ex off and that you've got more than you deserved or or you've won you've won the battle it's more that you've survived I've got through this I can hold my head up high and know that I acted in the best intentions of my family and myself that you know I was the best person I could be during such a terrible time because When you're going through something like this, when people are stressed and put under pressure that is not normal, you normally see what that person truly is like at that time. And if you can be an exceptional person when you're going through something like a separation or a divorce, you really get to know the sort of person you are moving forward. You you get to know your breaking points. You get to know how much strength you've got. So, so many people just go, I did not realize I was as strong as this. Like I had no idea I could even get through this. So when we're in that victor stage, 
It's all about prosperity. It's about prosperity of the future. It's about the prosperity of of our finances or what we've been able to get as a consequence of our separation. And everything in regards to what has happened is mostly all forgotten. You know, we're not dwelling on the past anymore. We're really just thinking about our future and we've learnt from our mistakes and anything is possible. So as you can see, we move from this all-consuming when we're a victim and we move to all-forgotten when we're a victor. We've just been able to tick off each of the boxes as we move up the steps. You're going through a relationship breakup right now. I want you to be honest with yourself. Ask yourself, which part of these steps are you right now? Are you in victim or overwhelmed? And if you are, sometimes people will say, oh, no, I think I'm a mixture of victim, overwhelming and acceptance. That can sometimes, that's a sign to me that they haven't finished everything before they've moved up to the next part. So if you feel that you're, you're a touch victim, you're thinking about the past, then you're into overwhelm, you've got a little bit of preparation done, but you know you really you really haven't completely got over everything in the past. You need to be taking all of the steps to finish every area because it's at those stages where normally I'll get a phone call, someone's six months down the track and they'll go, right, you know, I, I thought I could do this by myself, but I'm back to where I started from. And straight away, when I go through this with them, I can see that they haven't finished something before they've started the next phase. Make sure that you truly do every part of these five steps and that you address each of them. Because prosperity, when it's all forgotten and we're a victor, is an amazing place to be. Survival is pretty much how I like to think about it. I survived probably one of the the most stressful times of my life, I really got to see the person that I could become because the person that I am now and the person that I was, you know, a decade ago, they're chalk and cheese. Like I've grown and evolved into someone completely and utterly different than I even thought possible. Just because, you know, you're evolving, it does not mean that it's bad it it means that it could be absolutely amazing and it's it's a realization and it's being grateful and accepting your reality and then taking the steps and you know life is so good you deserve more you can do this you've got it you just have to make sure that you address each of these stages before you go on to get a new relationship, find someone new. Because if you don't address all of these, what happens is you take a lot of this leftover stuff into your next relationship. And that's when you start to see, I suppose the easiest way to describe it is a bit like a cancer growing in your new relationship. And you don't want that. You want to make sure you've addressed everything before you move on because there's nothing worse than moving from one relationship into another and not have finalizing everything. And the stats here in Australia, which I've spoken about before, first time relationship breakups, it it varies, but let's say it's 45% of first time relationships and it's 70%, like it's such a high number, 70% of second time marriages end 
And even more staggering is third time, which is 90%. You know, so on face value, we can look at that and just go, the evidence is there that we are just not addressing our, let's call it shit. We're just not addressing it. And so because we're not addressing it, we've got issues and we need to sort it out before we um, we continue moving on. All right. Well, that's that's it for this week. I do have a, a diagram on, on these steps. I'm happy to, um, maybe I might put it in the show notes and you can have a look at it. But yeah, there's a diagram there. Have a look at it. I'll pop it in. I'll, I'll get the team to pop it up on, on the website and you can have a look at what each of these mean. But it's certainly, it's important to make sure you go through each stage. Now, as I said, next week, I want to have a chat about inaction. And inaction is something I see not only with my clients, it's something I see with people that are going it alone, but the cost of inaction is, oh, it can be so detrimental to your future that you need to get it sorted out. Let's have a chat next week. I look forward to letting you know and telling you what I think about inaction and why it's such a problem. Until then, Put some steps in place. Think about where you are on my five steps. And if if you haven't addressed something, go back and address it. If you need some help or support, please let us know. We're here to help. And I'll talk to you again next week.